The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 305. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, Greg. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah? Planning for Gamescom, going to Germany soon. Oh, okay. Well, I don't care about any of that. Uh, my Italian meatball, Ryan Altano. Blah! Yeah. And then, for the first time ever on Podcast Beyond, Katie, the designer. Hey. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good. What a low-key name. Hey, hold on. Here. Knock, knock her mic in there. Yeah, there you go. Get right up on it. You can't be afraid of it. Gotta get up on like, it. There you yeah, go. That's pretty much it. Get up on it like Brian on a meatball sub. <laughs> Again, this is a minute in two meatball references. <laughs> Scooch in a bit. You're, you're too far out of the frame over there. We've got a new podcast room set up here to make okay. videos like a, a bit easier. Set. I don't know if I like you it. Set these things up. Why don't you like it? It's a little... You want to know why you don't like it? Because it's change. Yeah, that's well, all that's, it is. We've done, you've done it around the round table. Or not even the round table anymore, yeah. but the, the old podcast setup for so long. This is now my fourth podcast setup. I can't even count. Old man me. Goldfarb. They Old man Goldfarb. Wow. Old man, take a look at Of all the things to count. Uh, <laughs> Katie, uh, all the listeners are sick of us. Tell us what you, tell them what you do, I guess. Well, like, you're new to them. Oh, um, I'm an editorial designer here. I make graphics for IGN. That's basically it. You make IGN look awesome every day. Do basically. I? Yeah. yeah. When people come and they see the cover stories, you did those. You yeah. made the art for that. Yeah, I make uh, me and Eric do all the art. No, just you. It's oh, just, just, yeah, just me don't, alone. Don't mention Eric. Eric doesn't matter. Uh, you do, uh, yeah, you did the scary Tom Nook. Wasn't that one you? Yeah, that was my favorite. That was awesome. I think that might have been again. my favorite thing I've ever done here. Wow. How long have you been here? Uh... Just had my two-year anniversary. Wow! Congratulations! Congrats. Huh? Oh, wow. yeah. Congrats. So, did you did you go to art school for this? Uh, yeah, I went to RIT for design. Oh, cool! Yeah. Nice. What's RIT stand for? Rochester Institute of Technology. Ah, okay. Yeah. Running, in yeah. Running in tops. Running in tops. Running in tops. That's right. basically why I started here. Yeah, <laughs> that would not be a college name. <laughs> no one would ever call their college running in tops. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here, ladies we do. and gentlemen. Oh, shit. Uh, you talked about going to Gamescom. Yeah, Andy, I was. Feeling that. I'm feeling, feeling that muscle. Guns. Feeling yeah, those yeah. guns you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have some questions about that coming up. But first, okay. let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I like how it's spread. It's spread along the table. Everyone, everyone. Oh, Colin Moriarty's dead, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's not here. No, he's 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 on a trip to a super secret thing that he leaked last night. I don't know what he's doing. Did he leak it? I don't know. He gave a hint, and then everybody freaked out on the NeoGAF and whatnot, so we'll just leave it at that. He's actually going to Republicon, which is a Republican convention. 
where they just talk about how great white people are. Wow. Um, Jesus. I, so I, I wrote, how, many, how many items are on the rope report, Brian Altano? There's like 12. Okay. Go I wrote down some news. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there's a there's a new stealth action game from the Thomas Was Alone creator called Volume. Ah. Ooh. I like Thomas Was Alone a lot. I, I did too. Yeah, they just announced this sad. today. So hopefully this one's not that sad. Yeah. Well. Well, it probably will be. That's yeah, it's a video game, so make it happy for once. You what, know? Do, I mean, do you know what all the information they put out? Like, when no, it's coming it. out? That's stuff all like I got for you. Okay. Is oh, this, is just, I mean, this is just headlines. Yeah, it's just headlines. Okay. I don't know how this works. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I'll, I'll look around on IG and while you do that, try to figure okay. out what, okay. what, what It's called Volume. Know. Okay. So you, it's a, um, you have to action. stay away from all the sound. That's not true. It's loudness. That sounds like a game they would make, too. And the music is great. 8.5. 8.5. Wow. Huh? It came with a review score. It did. <laughs> it did. Oh, man. Those graphics are um, something to look it's at. It's isometric <laughs> camera and quiet navigation draw from Metal Gear Solid, clearly. But blah, blah, blah. that doesn't help me anything at all. Nope. Doom, stealth, spotted. I think my oh, review there's people. Better. There's real people in here. Ooh. Basically, it's a game game through Mission on Scape. Yeah, okay. It's stealth. It's Got a it. game. So okay. if you like those, you'll, you might like this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good Fans of games <laughs> may enjoy games. <laughs> Um, so far, only confirmed for PC in 2014. Yep. Guess wow. so. Not the best PlayStation story to start It's okay. Off no, with, you're, you're, it's your first rope report. It's, it's the first time my, ever. It's my last, too. And Tom, <laughs> Thomas was long eventually, you know, after coming out on PC, came to Vita yep. PS3, so it makes sense. I want to play a game called Andrew Was Alone. You, you play it every day by looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed, but I shouldn't have. Um, Canadian retailers have confirmed the 12 gigabyte PS3 that costs $199.99 and is dated for August 18th. I'm already, wow. I'm already sick of it. That's a real thing. Get what are you going to do with that? Download one games? game? I mean, yeah. it's yeah, 12, 12, gigs. 12 gigs is really rough. But That's it, not going to get you very far. It's a smart It's smart to lower that price big time right now, obviously, like with next-gen consoles. Big time. Coming. Big time. It, you know, it's smart. It, it gets people to buy PS3 really cheap. Obviously, if you don't have one already, 200 bucks is an incredible way to get that library. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. And you can always put in another hard drive that you got from your friend or something. Right. right? Yeah. Yes. So. It, well, you so get it from a store too. It's not like you're passing around like drugs. I'm just thinking these guys are really broke. Take laptops. They're really broke. This they is the super... you go to Newegg though. You can get a cheap ass. Can, yeah. you, can you swap hard drives in that super slim? Yeah. Model? Oh, okay. They're all same. Just taking that laptop, the notebook drive. Yep. I see. So that's the thing. If you have two hundred dollars and you don't have a PS3 yet, and you still listen to the show, you know, what's going on with your life? <laughs> sort it out. Um, there's new competition DLC coming out for Little Big Planet. It's Ooh. tearaway themed. Ooh. Yeah. So. You like Tearaway. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. You like quirky games. I do. I love you like, quirky you games. You like pretty games. I love you, you quirky, like paper. Pretty you like you like games. your Vita. Are you are you gonna buy Tearaway? Are you yeah. excited for Tearaway? Yeah, I'm excited for Tearaway. Okay. It looks really cool. It, it's actually um it looks like something that's using all of the features of the Vita and not stupid ways for the first time in a well, long time. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I, I don't mean, wanna I don't wanna, I'm not writing that blank check. See, people to them. people get mad at the word gimmick, right? Yes. People are like are just like, it's a gimmick. So what? That's good. That means somebody's trying something that's different. It doesn't mean it's like uh, you can immediately throw it away or dispose of it because sure. it's, it's stupid or everyone's just sitting around going, we're trying to rob people with this game idea that's novel and strange. No, it, gimmicks are good. Like, some of the, my favorite games of all time had gimmicks. Wind Waker had a gimmick where you had a sale, right? That was a gimmick. Uh, Nobody's going to back great. me up here. I guess. That's my <laughs> list of top one gimmicks by IGN. I played Terraway at E3 and it was just okay. I like have to get used to the touch controls. Yeah, so. the thing for when we played Tearaway, the problem me and Colin kept bringing up right was like this isn't a game. Like if you got just a random drop in on a little big planet level, you'd be like, I don't. This is platforming isn't that tight. Why is this right. impressive? Right. And yeah. so that was kind of the thing with Tearaway. I'm just like, oh, and they, uh, we watched an entire demo, and then like, do you want to play it? I'm like, yeah. And there's like, yeah, there's only one way to do it, right? So I was just doing exactly what I just saw, and I was like, oh, well, now there's no magic to it of like. 
What right. am I doing? The what am I collecting? Discovering what? it. And that, I mean, I agree with you in that. Yeah, with so I agree with both of you. This is such a. I have to keep turning back and forth. You don't it's have like to. You devil mean, and angel on my shoulder. Um, just, just talking to like a stair straight devil. <laughs> I agree with uh, the idea of this being something you need to dive deeper into than we've been right. able to. Because yeah, like the magic of it is discovering like new mechanics, new parts of the world. At the same time, the the gimmick discussion, like, yeah, I I agree with you. I like the idea of something being built up from the ground up for this platform using everything the platform offers, sure. using front touch, using back touch. Um, my concern with it is more: does it need to be a touch control thing, or are they doing touch controls just because that option exists in the Vita? You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, like for Uncharted, right on Vita, like that felt like it didn't need touch controls. It yeah, didn't ever. need touch controls. It was reverse fighting. You know? Yeah, and right. I don't know if that's something because we were so familiar with the franchise already. Like we had played what two of them by by then already, and the third one wasn't out yet. No, that, that was after three. That was okay. after three. Yeah. So you know, what do I know? <laughs> but you had already done. I know what you're saying. Yeah, you, yeah. we've already done this. We've been Nathan Drake, and we know how. Yep. to Yep. And I did it all with a button, yep. and it was fine. But Tearaway, like if I don't know anything about sure. it, and I'm playing it for the first time, and they're just like, "This is how you do things. You have to touch the back of the thing." I'm like, "All right, cool." I I'm, never. I don't have a context of doing that differently. Right. Sure. So, if it sure. feels, if it feels good, it feels good. That was yeah. the thing about Little Big Planet, right? Little Big Planet Vita had touch controls front and back, and they made sense. It felt like this is right. like a game that would use these kind of things. Totally. Yeah. In that game, pushing out panels towards you with the back touch felt great and made sense but yeah like with uncharted like the rubbing the objects like that is totally what i would call a gimmick like yeah that, that mechanic has never been in the franchise is only there so that you can use the it'll probably game. never be there again either. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> hey real quick we're, we talked about the new podcast setup we're all in a line now talking to these mics yep. we got stuff behind us on a scale of one to ten as a prediction for beyond 306 how much is colin going to hate this <laughs> 10 yeah i know right yeah, he's, gonna, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna declare this, this the worst thing in the world when he gets here he's well, gonna he's, come in and just move the tables around yeah, <laughs> or he'll, he'll just sit over there he's um he's out next week for gamescom too oh, okay no colin moriarty for a long time on this show yeah, I'll, I'll be out next week good riddance i say it'll be you steve butts and brian next week i think okay well, Brian can get us I'm in this packed schedule. <laughs> Brian's got a trapper keeper for all the appointments. He's very important at IG. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to run the whole site, just the three of us. Oh, God. Just the three of us. That's not how that song goes. We can make it if we try. All right. <laughs> just me and you and you. In more, in, in more great news. Goldfarb, here's your favorite uh, theme of the story that you have to write about constantly. Um, layoffs happen at Crystal Dynamics. Layoffs. Uh, 12 people were laid off for a second project that does not affect the Tomb Raider sequel. Mm. So they're working on something. I think it might just be more DLC. I was, yeah, right? The, the Tomb Raider multiplayer DLC. I think they finished it, and then they're like, goodbye, we don't need you anymore. Nobody Which is a weird thing they do in the video game industry a lot. I mean... Yeah, but I think people are used to that now, right? As far as... It, not people like everyone in the world i mean people who work in the industry it yeah. seems like people i talk to who get laid off like oh i knew it was coming yeah like, you know is, it, you ramp really up weird. production and then you stop when you're like all right yeah, now we're playing life cycles yeah. so i mean you don't get that if you're if you write the harry potter books or something where you're like well i finished the book all right you're fired <laughs> it doesn't happen <laughs> that only happens in the video game industry well no see like my my dad you know uh, is a union uh contractor operator i guess he's, he's, i want to i want to let you know i've i've known you for four and a half years now this yeah. is the first time i've ever heard you mention <laughs> Me your too. father yeah. no, i have a father <laughs> uh, he's a heavy equipment operator he, he works cranes and stuff and it's the same way when construction ramps up and gets to a point where they need a crane operator he comes in but like every day he's working himself out of a job wow <laughs> eventually that's going to end and he goes out and wait you know gets the next call See, I, have, I have a cousin who lives in new jersey and he does electrical work yeah um because i'm italian and that's how that works um and his whole job is to set up air conditioning units in places that don't have them and the second he turns it on he leaves. Yeah. So he's sweltering hot for like three weeks straight, and he's working in this shitty attic. And he's like, "All right, 
got the AC on. It's nice and cold. Goodbye. And he leaves. And he has to go make hot places cold. And that's his whole life. And in the winter, he does the opposite. Makes good cold job. places hot. I got it. Oh, I knew the opposite. Yeah. So it's kind of like working on Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Desa says it's hard to say uh, if the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Mac versions of the Elder Scrolls will release simultaneously. That's it. That's a big fat no is what yes. it means. Yeah. That, that means it's no. going to come out for most of those things and then the, whatever they're doing for PS4 will probably be late. No, I bet it'll, I bet it'll hit on PC and then the consoles will come later. Really? Yeah, I the beta is supposed to be exclusive to PS4 or it'll okay. start on PS4. So, yeah, it'll, it'll hit PC probably way earlier would be my guess. I, I think they're going to realize like control changes and everything else like uh, – Connecting to people, and I don't know how anything connecting else works. To trying to describe how an MMO works, having never played. I get to see it at PAX here in a little bit. I'm excited. Cool. Oh. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also trying to get back into Skyrim. Yeah, yeah I, I saw, I saw that. It's, I don't know what about it. Like, I, you know, I, I played on PS3? it. PS3? Yeah. Well, it's fixed now or whatever, yeah. right? I mean, I put like 30 or 40 hours into it on PS3 when it first came out and then fell out of it for other games. And now I'm looking for something, I think, just to jump back in and wander around and do random quests. And... See, I, I talk about this all the time, but it's, it, there's sort of this notion of like video game comfort food. Where it feels like we're we're constantly inundated with games. We're right, always saying right. we have too much to play. Like right, I went home last night and I was like, I have four new things to play. Two of them like aren't even out yet. Which do I which do I play? And over the weekend, I I just ended up playing Zelda two for NES. Yeah, I was like, why? <laughs> of all the things in the world, I'm going to play Zelda two. Like you have probably a hundred different games you can play right now. You're going to play Skyrim. Yeah. Well, the problem is that I want to play Skyrim, but I need to beat Dragon's Crown, and mm-hmm. then I also still haven't finished Hotline Miami, and then I'm trying to get through all this because Splinter Cell is coming out. And I'm super stoked. For and Saints Row, and then GTA, and then well, so yeah. how, do you, how do you guys yeah, yeah. get through backlogs? Because I basically I don't. I <laughs> don't. Yeah. I chip away like a stage at a time. I used to sit. There's some games like The Last of Us. I sat down, and my weekend was gone. I was right. like, yep, playing through straight through. Same with Bioshock Infinite. But nowadays, I'll play a game for ten minutes. And then jump to something else and play it for mm. ten minutes and like kind of chip away until I'm done. I put I put j- big chunks of time in things. Yeah, like I did a lot. I mean, Hotline Miami was my train game forever, and then Dragon's Crown came out, and now that, and so I'm like five or six hours into that. But right. it's like I don't want to come home and play that. Even mm-hmm. I think that's like defeating the purpose of why I'll never get through it. I'll yeah. do like a few days of one game and then mm. switch to another. Uh, except when like the big games come out, like Last of Us, I beat that in like two days. I think. Yeah. I had to. I just like somebody's gonna ruin it. Yeah, got to be yeah. in a conversation. Yeah. That and I was I was genuinely hooked. Right, like I was. It wasn't like you know uh, playing something that's more arcadey. Like I mean, Hotline Miami was great. I played it for an hour and then put it away and then came back a day later, played for another hour and a half, and I really liked it. But The Last of Us was like I I need to sit and see what happens next, right. especially when yeah. the winter thing popped up. I'm like, yep, you have me for the yeah. next ten hours. Exactly. Yeah, it's like watching anything. It's like watching a TV series and not being able to wait for the next episode. Yeah, and, it's, it's... and you're like, I'm just gonna hit play. Yep. I'm just gonna, gonna keep going. Um, yeah. Good talk, you guys. Good talk, guys. <laughs> Video games. See you out there. <laughs> Ducktales is out today. Uh-huh. And everyone hates it. Yeah, and I don't except understand what's wrong, except for me and Colin. Actually, Colin gave it a seven, which is a good score. If you don't play sevens, you're an idiot. Seriously, it's like saying you won't make out with a girl that's a seven or a guy. I'll make out with think. both. I'll make out with both. Then I if you add them together. That's a fourteen. I had a, I had a girl <laughs> rate me on the on the on the scale once, and she said I was an eight. Ooh, and I was like, how well, drunk was she? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's shooting really high. Thanks, mom. Yeah, because I mean, you, you can't count personality on a scale. I feel like I'm a ten in the personality. Oh yeah, I agree. With yeah, that, yeah. And looks yep. is I'm more of a battle toad out of ten. <laughs> um, so you've, you've, played, you've been playing it. I really enjoy it. If you played the original on NES, then I don't see where any complaints come in whatsoever. There's new story stuff, which if you don't like, you can skip. So that problem's out of the window. Uh-huh. 
and it plays exactly like it used to. The music is fantastic. Like they went and redid the entire soundtrack. And when you finish the game, spoilers, they play the moon theme, which is. Uh, did you guys play the original Ducktales? Mm-hmm. No. So the the Way moon level is really crazy. It's got this awesome music. But they got this guy who played this like thirty two minute long piano rendition that you would hear at like the classiest pan- piano bar. Yeah. But it's of the Ducktales moon theme, and it just goes on forever. It's like and and it just trickles off into space. And it's beautiful. It's brought a tear to my eye. Aww. But yeah, it's really good. It plays just like the original. So you beat it's, it already. I beat it already. It's, so I thought this game was super hard. It's right? hard. Everybody's saying they can't beat it. It's, it's hard if you play on hard. I played on normal okay. because that's how I played the original DuckTales. And then when I finished it, I was like, I'm going to play on hard. And as you're playing the game, there's tons of hidden stuff all over the place. And you're finding it. And you bring it back to your uh, Scrooge McDuck's mansion. And your money bin fills up, and you can go swimming in your money bin, which is new. That's not in the original. And there's all this um, gallery stuff you can unlock and music and um, concept art and all kinds of cool stuff. And it shows you um, all the characters in the game versus what they look like on the NES version. And, like, the art style, uh, just the way they redid all the characters are really, really well done. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Some of the background stuff's kind of weird. It looks sort of like a like an early 3D game that they sort of sp- – uh, drop these painted characters on top of but it plays exactly like an old school NES game and if you like DuckTales to begin with you'll like this now they redid some of the boss fights they're kind of harder but overall I mean it's it's a really fun game you can beat in two hours and you'll want to replay so I like it I think part of it is kind of like you were saying with the podcast room part of it is that people do love the NES one so much that the fact that anything is different is what they're freaking out about then go play the NES one yeah. I mean if you don't have that option here you can go back to the old podcast setup but the <laughs> The old the NES version still exists. You can still play that. You can probably emulate it or play it legally through whatever. It's maybe it's on Wii. I don't even know. Is it just an example of not being able to go home again? That people like, oh man, that game was so great, and then they go back and play it, and like, oh, like you forget how like people always talk yeah. about Battletoads, right? How hard Battletoads was and impossible it was, but at the time nobody knew that. They just thought they were bad at games. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, like, what's one of your favorite, you know, eight bit games, Greg? Ghost House. Ghost House. Yeah, or Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters for NES. Well, for Master System, okay. so which I mean, and, and that game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that game sucked. Ducktales, I'd say, was probably a seven, seven point five back in nineteen eighty, whenever it came out. Yeah, right. So the fact that they're redoing it now and putting out basically the same thing it was ostensibly, and it's still a seven point five, like that's fine. That's what it is. It's great. Enjoy it or sure. good on our scale. I think it's just one of those things that nostalgia, right? People are like, oh, my God, I remember how much I loved that game, and now you get that game, and it is still a 7 or a 7.5. See, and that's why it actually worked for me, because I was just like, wow, this is the same game I remember. They changed some things around, and it's still really fun. Like, I would play a a Super Mario 3 that was just the exact same thing now with new art. That would be amazing, like, do it in the new Super Mario version. And I think people Mm. would play it and be like, ah, it sucks. It's just not the same. I'm like, I think this is great. You guys are are, are idiots. I would like to see them do more like NES remakes. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, WayForward does really cool stuff. Like they and they love old school. They get it. Like there are people who want to be making games in the style of old school games. Totally. I mean, they've they've done Contra now. They've done what else have they done recently? Bunch Um, of other stuff. Jesus, recently I don't know. I mean, they they've done some cool stuff. Yeah, I wasn't wild about their Double Dragon actually. Yeah, yeah, Mitch didn't like it at all, but a lot of people. We're really into it. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe we're all wrong. Um, <laughs> Probably. There's a new Watch Dogs trailer, and you can't fly planes in that game. Say what? Yeah. Pre-order Open canceled. world, freedom galore, but you can't fly planes. I have a theory on this, and I think it's because you can hack planes, and then there would be planes crashing into buildings everywhere, and that's not something they want to do. You have to play GTA for that shit. Yeah. That makes sense. GTA is coming. Yep. So I, I keep forgetting about that. And then Me you, too. And then you remember, and you're like, oh my god. 
Um, Open Me is out on Vita today. I have mm-hmm. no idea what that is. It's that, the box it, game. Yeah, that it's augmented in, reality yeah. what's in the box game that everybody was flipping out about at TGS. Yes, it's from TGS last year. Yep. Right. Wait, we're, people we're, are freaking out about it? Yeah, because it's cool. People yeah. think it's really, really cool. People yeah. love it. There, we have a cool video with Damon explaining it from last year's TGS. Google. Explain it to him. Uh, it is. It, it's. I think it's exactly what it sounds like. It's augmented reality. You have these boxes and you can open them and there's shit inside. There's traps and stuff to yeah. get in the way. It's yep. weird. Okay. <laughs> Brian so, sold. Go get that box game. It, I mean, it is very. It, it is very much one of those games you would see at TGS. It is weird. It's as weird as it sounds. But like watching it, it's just apparently really charming to play and everything. Cool. Well, it's out on. I haven't played today, it, so I don't know. Need to be the game. There it is. I Greg and I are going to do a tandem with... review. No. I got those cards with my Vita. I think I just threw them out. Just like, yeah, do we need them for are. this? We probably do, don't we? I think you do need like the, like, that the card That would be stupid. Oops. I have no well, idea where mine are. Just yeah. Google them, print them out. Well, what you know, that yeah, actually you go house. to the IGN wiki and you take fo- you can save them to your phone and then you yep. always have them with you as, on your phone. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how I do with the 3DS one. Oh, that's a really good idea. Good call. Thank you. It's a good tip. It is a good idea for you. Um, Payday Goodbye. 2 is out today. <laughs> all right, you're screwing up the segments. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. What, is it all releases from here on out? No, I don't, not really, sort of. All right, yeah. st- skip stuff that's just releases. Okay, then we're done. You're doing fine. <laughs> wait, wait, it was. Yeah, you said sort of. <laughs> uh, well, um, you can watch uh, WWE SummerSlam using the new live events app. All right, we're done. No, that's interesting. I'm interested by that. Okay. Thank you, so, Brian. I guess it's like a pay-per-view type of thing. Yeah. I don't really have all the information. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> right? I think it's like, it's like the worst like eighth grade book report. Yeah. <laughs> Tale of Two Cities. It's about two. I didn't really read I all of it. I think the dog dies at the end. Nope, that's not... Where no, the red fern close enough. thing is? Close enough, I guess. Lord of Flies, 8.5. Katie. Yeah. I'm excited to play GTA. Are you? And I know a lot of people aren't, but I am. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid of who knows it. But if I wanted to buy games right now, I'd go into the mom and grop shop. They wouldn't have this game, this GTA game. Where would I go to find out what they would have? Well, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation games on all three platforms by the IGN editors. You were close. You, you, was close. Like, you, you missed one IGN in there, I think. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, people, the beginning. So people freak out. There's like two IGN. People and ever, freak out. And here's the thing, right? <laughs> the van full of nuns <laughs> got flipped again today. They were back on the road, and then they didn't hear that. People tweet at me and correct me differently every time. Yeah, Some no. people say it's the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Other people take out the, the early IGN. The, it's, the it, 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 it was cumbersome to begin with, so yeah. it is the double IGN. I just, really just want to let you know it, that. Oh, it totally is. I just want to let you know that. I, I thought that was great. No, yeah, you didn't. No, you did a great, great job. I, I actually practiced on the way here today. Nice. Yeah, good. Yeah. I you did see, not, you know I did the do 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 That's always yeah. the test to see, like, when's, when has anyone ever listened to the show. Because yep. if they get all, like, they weirded out by it, you're like, yeah. You don't know what's up. <laughs> not a, not yeah. a true fan. Uh, out this week... I'm going off the PlayStation block here because I forgot to put the other list. <laughs> I have some. Well, it's DuckTales. Okay. DuckTales is out. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Payday 2 is out. Yes. I pay, got, is the review up on IGN? Yep. Okay, 8.0 from... Eight. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I played it. I liked it. Like, okay. I, I, It's one of those things... He puts in this review that it's totally a game based on how good your group is. If you have a, if you just randomly team up with people, you're going to have a bad time. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> uh, just because it is so... You know, Did you play the first one? Anybody? Yes, it was insane. Right? And I loved the first one. Yeah. I thought the yeah. first one was great. This one is way more like complicated. I, I still deeper. don't understand that that game is about killing cops, right? Yeah. Well, it's okay. about yeah, robbing it's about banks b- and stuff. There's a bunch of different heists. Like The first game I liked, I thought it was kind of shallow, right? There was like four missions. It's, and they're it the cool. same. It's like reskinned some right. ideas. Whereas right. this one is way deeper. There's different types of missions. Yep. There's like 
missions that are just about evacuating, missions that are about, like, like uh, they have secondary objectives. Go in there and smash stuff and cause yeah. much damage. There's loot drops at the end where you get to pick a couple of random things. You when get to build really your cool, own masks you and customize classes, all this stuff. You too. So, like, you're choosing to play as, like, the enforcer. Or you're choosing to play as, like, the dude who's really fast and can still suck quickly but can't get shot that many times. Right. Like, it's really cool. Like, I actually think the customization options are cool. I'm actually probably going to go home and play this tonight. This is one of those games that if I had, if I didn't work here, I yeah. would totally get lost in. You know yes, what I mean? I agree. But again, like there's like 15 other things vying for my attention, so I'll never get like deep Skyrim. enough to be really good at it. <laughs> well, no, I, I say that, and I'm, I'm not. When am I going to play Skyrim? No, no, it's yeah. true. Tonight I don't have time. Tomorrow I don't, and then I think I go on a trip. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm never really going to play Skyrim, but I really would like to. Yeah. Uh, Open me. The box game comes to Vita. Oh yeah. I talked about Amen that. comes to Vita. Amen. Amen. What is that? A dash men. Oh. A dash men is a logic based puzzle platforming game focused on thought provoking puzzle scenarios, absorbing That's... entertainment, and a charmingly classic art style. March Amen. across fourth. That's not what I would have thought at all. <laughs> it's about getting your congregation to church on time. <laughs> Break quest, extra evolution, Thunder Wolves. You're making these games up. <laughs> I wish. Thunderwolves. Get in your helicopter, get ready, and go. Oh, the Thunderwolves are the best helicopter pilots in the world, and they've already made it through countless battles. Are they like real wolves? Every one of them <laughs> like is Star ready Fox? for action at any time and ready to battle yeah, evil, no matter that. where it looks. <laughs> Get your helicopter airborne so, and get ready for some furious fireworks. It's, totally, it's a boot like Star Fox. No, so it's like, a boot like Thundercats. Why would you put, they fly planes and you put thunder in front of their name? That's dumb. <laughs> Fruit Ninja for PlayStation Vita. Mars War Logs. <laughs> and then a bunch of demos. Oh, Olympus Has Fallen is coming out too. You forgot Ooh. a really good one, by the way. This is off the PlayStation blog. This is official. Okay, I, mine was official too. Thanks, Ray Gutierrez, for nothing. What do you got? Runner 2 is coming to PlayStation Plus Ooh. Instant Game Collection. Oh, I didn't if do If you haven't played that game, you absolutely need to. It's probably the best platformer of the year. Really? It's really, really well, good. I would still say Guacamelee is the best platformer mm. of the year. <laughs> Guacamelee is more of a Metroidvania. This is a pure, Here we go. This is a pure platforming <laughs> game. This is like straight up run from left to right, collect shit, and jump. And, is it and about Vita and PS3? PS3? I don't know about that. I think it's I think <laughs> How it do you know? Okay, so where did you play the game already? I played, it on, on Wii? I played it on Wii U. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it's really good, but I will play it again on PS3. Okay, I could be wrong. I think it's PS3. I don't think it's Vita. Okay. I bet you a million. If it's Vita, that's awesome. People always no bitch idea. at us when we start like, giving out half news. Right, right. Well, this is what I did today, all right? No, no, so. it's not you. It's not on you. I <laughs> yeah. mean, really, if it's only news it. editor. It is legitimately <laughs> on me for forgetting about that I had to do this part. They can see me in the streets if they don't like it. Whoa. You're hot in the streets. Maybe by the flagpole. Not going to do that. <laughs> oh, this runner too. Okay. Yeah. BitTrip presents runner two. Yeah. Now I'm caught up. Uh, free for PlayStation Plus members, along with PS Vita content on sale as part of the PSV Japanese game sale. So it is on Vita. It looks like it. All right. Well, Play it on Vita. Like then. A really good Vita game. Yeah, that's a perfect Vita game. Oh, this is how, this, zero. It's one of those. This is how well the, the updates written that I'm like I'm pretty sure it's on Vita. I'm trying to get down here. You fill some time. Say something. Hey. Uh, so Katie, what are you playing right now? Um, are you still planning Persona? I'm trying. Jesus, it's it's a mess. It's a it's hard. You have no. like all the crazy person charts. I had all the beautiful mind charts about like yeah. The books I and have the every single guide having to do with Persona bookmarked. I'm at like 95. percent I still haven't gotten the stupid hardcore. Oh, hardcore resist. Resist. oh my god, it's so. It's got to analyze constantly. It's, and <laughs> what you have to do more importantly is switch out party members. So yeah. it's like you can't. You can't use the same people, and you have to let people die. Runner 2 is PlayStation 3 only. Oh, yeah. It's just a poorly written sentence that may- led me to believe that otherwise. Well, well those guys should put it on Vita, because that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. Everything should just be on Vita. Yeah. You can also get Tomb Raider down at $20. On Vita. For PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever. 
cool. So you're gonna you're gonna do it. You got, yeah, yeah, you I'm, can do I'm it. trying. It's you can hard. Do it. I'm, I'm trying to platinum that in Dynasty Warriors Eight for some. Why are you playing Dynasty Warriors Eight? Why are you doing Dynasty Warriors? Like, like I've I've been with that series for like thousands of years. I might as well just like. So you're have one of those people that actually really enjoys those games because I, I I never meet those people, but I know they exist. I don't yeah. really enjoy it. It's just like. Something to do. <laughs> Something to do. It was a good stress release at, relief yeah. at first, but then, um, I don't know. It's literally the same game. Well, actually, this one is actually, uh, they developed the game, and it was pretty exciting, all the new moods and stuff. I don't know. I like okay. it. I like it. It's a lot of hack and slash, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, totally. Yeah. Andrew Gofarm. Yes. You talked about this at the beginning of the show. Uh-oh. That Gamescom is coming fast. Mm-hmm. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, be part of the show beyond at IGN.com, just like Cliff did for Topic of the Week. He says, I was wondering what your predictions are for this upcoming Games Con. That's not how you, it's actually Games Con. with an M. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, whatever. And they also, Games.com is not. Doesn't games. go there. Com, yeah. What about the mm. Tiger GameCom, which was a handout? Oh, system. yeah, remember that? Mm, yeah. Specifically, <laughs> what do each of you think will be announced slash shown, and what do you, each of you hope will be announced slash shown? First and foremost, we got to get a PS4 release date, right? Yes, that's my mm-hmm. big guess. Either that or they're holding on to Japan, but in Japan, they kept saying, when they announced it, right, they're like, later. PlayStation 4 is coming to Europe and America this yes. year, and they didn't say anything about Japan. So I doubt it's going to be in Japan. Yeah, I agree with PS4 release date. I think uh, Colin always points out that what Sony seems to like to do is where the conference is held informs what they're announcing. So the fact that this is in Europe, I think maybe we'll see, you know, Gorilla or Media Molecule with something new, mm-hmm. maybe teasers. It could even, like, this could even be where we maybe get, like, a teaser for, like, Uncharted 4 or something like that. Something Western-themed. You figure mm-hmm. there's been a lot of rumors of Little Big Planet 3, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Place to show it. All that stuff. I mean, I, I think stuff like Last Guardian and stuff that Japan-oriented, obviously, they'll save for TGS. But, uh, and, and not Last Guardian. That'll never happen. But still, I think this will be more Western-themed stuff. Katie, what do you think we're going to see? Um, or what do you hope to see? I would cry if there was an Uncharted 4 teaser. Wow. Any, like, just a title. That's anything. harsh. Really? Just she something. hates Uncharted so much. I hate much. it so <laughs> bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, you would bad cry, not good cry. Yeah, no, she, she would go cry. It's the good cry. It's like one of my favorite series. Yeah, so. me too. Just anything Uncharted. would be great. I've been saying yeah. that for months that they just need to put up the logo. Uncharted yeah, Fight for Fortune 2. Only on. No. Is it Fight for Fortune, but the number four? Yeah. Uh, wow. All right. Now this will be Brian's last more. podcast where he's picked up by PlayStation Marketing. <laughs> Brian, what do you want to see or what do you think you'll see or what do you hope to see? Um, I, I, I'm positive we'll see the PlayStation 4 release date. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's the big one. I know we're all saying it, but I think it's really important. I think um, that depending on when they release it will make a huge difference, by the way. I, I think that putting it out after – um, Black Friday, like missing that. They can't do that. Like it, it seems I to think me that like is the latest. I think Black Friday is the last possible weekend. To yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. But yeah. the rumor, I mean, people, there have been rumors about it falling to December, but I think that would be like that's suicide. a huge that no way. No way. No way. I mean, you can't even give. They can't even give Xbox a month. Yeah. Like a, a one a one month head start. Well, that's there's a lot of people that are just like I'm only affording one console. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I really I wanna I wanna see some more indie stuff because honestly their launch lineup right now is not grabbing me. And I wanna sure. see something but that's like like what's the geometry wars? You're not gonna right? get any of that. I think they it's gonna focus on like PS4. Yeah, I think we'll get the release date, but I think you're gonna see more Vita than PS4. I mean, I, I think like none of us mentioned it. Like a lot of people think if there's gonna be a Vita price drop, this would be it. Would be right. Gamescom. I uh, I mean like I think indie stuff, PS4 stuff, they covered pretty well at E3. I don't think you get. Like, yeah, like I said, maybe like an Uncharted 4 or whatever Media Molecule is doing. But I, I would expect more – I think they've even said there will be more of a Vita focus than a PS4 focus. See, that's, that's disappointing to me because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to 
purchase both of these new consoles on day one, and I don't think there's one game that's really jumping out at me across both of them. And, I mean, they've had nine years to work on these things, and there isn't one, like, Mario 64. There isn't one, sure. like, even... But there never is at launch anymore. Like, what was the last system that launched with the killer app? Like, I don't think 360 or PS3 had something no, they at didn't. launch that was... Luminous on Vita. Yeah, I mean, Luminous on Vita was really good. Yes, yeah, I guess so. But um, I mean, I, I just like Wii U is the same way. Like I bought one, but it's like there was no game that grabbed me at launch. Well, I, I mean, I, I would had, say like, the, great the Wii had Wii Sports, exception. right? Which at sure. least is something that like we all played and got it got people excited. But there's right now there's no there's no Wii Sports and there's no like Mario sixty four. Like, we did launch with the uh, Zelda two though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, launched that's with right. a real Zelda. Well, that's yeah. what that but was. But it was a GameCube Zelda that they. Sure, but at the time, none of us knew that or really cared, right? right? We're yeah, like, sure. oh, no, there's Zelda, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I got to be a wolf. Care. Awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, because, like, Knack looks interesting. Does it look like a system $500 seller? $500 no. yeah, yeah, interesting? Yeah, yeah. yeah it really? is not a system seller, but it does look. It, it's really fun. I, we played D3. And that's the problem with them not sure. having Infamous, right? Like, everybody talks about Infamous, yeah. but Infamous is February. Yeah. Well, and that's like Titanfall for that's like Titanfall for Xbox One. That's the game everyone talks about, but. Yeah, infamous. Yeah. Infamous is not a day one launch. Why? Game. Well, they needed an it's extra ready? couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but that just like now. Now I'm kind of with you. Where there's not much. Killzone, like, uh, Drive Club, Knack, yeah. Drive Club. Yeah. See, Kill, I don't know. Killzone this looks really. Cool. This is the cycle, though. Like, like I mean, I bought a Vita, or actually, I bought a Vita a few months later. But I bought a 3DS at launch, and that was miserable for the first few months. And now yeah. I can't put it down. I you didn't it. like that Ghost Recon game? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did, but you know, uh, did I need to play Pilot Wings for oh, two hours? Yeah. yeah, that was kind of Steel fun. Diver. Steel Diver for ten minutes was awful. Yep. <laughs> I bought a Wii U on day one. I, I'm not. I never. I didn't really play anything for months after that. I'm playing yeah. it more now, and I think the next few months look really good for the Wii U. Yeah. But just there was really nothing on on the first few months, and that's co- kind of the risk you take now. You become a, a like sort of a tester when you yeah. become a, an early adopter is that you spend the first six months complaining and trying things out and things crash and then they fix them and um, so that's really that's the fun thing about getting the <laughs> it sure is fun yeah Liking but yeah games. but I'm still buying one on day one this is what I do yep yep Sums it up. I, I, what I, I guess my one hope would be that we see we we keep talking about we hope there's a Vita focus, and I'd really like to see an infamous game. Yeah, I I agree with Colin though that if it's happening, it's obviously not Sucker Punch. Oh sure, yeah, no, yeah. I I totally agree with that. I don't, unless they've somehow broken the two teams like Naughty Dog did secretly, yeah. but I sincerely doubt that. Yep, doesn't seem like that's happening. Uh, sure. Agreed. I would so, play that. Yeah, me too. Oh my god, I would play that. Rizzo writes in. He says, "Hey guys, Beyond." Beyond. 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 With the recent news that the Xbox One will now allow players to play games without having to connect connected at all times and all of the other changes that have been made so far, is this a sign that the PlayStation 4 had more of a mind share in the upcoming consoles? I think so, right? Yeah. It's one of those things. PlayStation's <laughs> big step up was saying we're doing everything Xbox isn't. Yep. And now Xbox is like, we'll do that too. I yep. also just wonder how much of this was Xbox's really awful messaging, though. Like, I, they haven't actually said they changed anything to allow it to play without the Kinect plugged in. I think they just never communicated officially. Originally, they said that, though. Originally, they said you had to yeah, have Yeah, but it oh, well, in. originally, they were contradicting themselves on everything, though. Like, Phil Harrison was like, oh, yeah, you, you need it plugged in. And Phil Spencer was like, no, you can absolutely have it unplugged. Like, I mean, that was the whole problem with everything when the Xbox was announced. Like, they were mixing every possible message. So, so I mean, yeah, you, to, to answer know, this question, though, like, I do think that, yeah, like, I think... Within, like, I think that more applies to like a DRM reversal, use games, all sure, that stuff. Sure, like, sure, I think sure. that is more. In, do you know? Uh, do you honestly know what the average gamer is saying through all of this bullshit? I want to play Call. I of don't even know about these care. systems. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying I don't care. We're sitting in our, you know, the IGN comments and people on message boards and like the people really into this, you know, including everyone in this room, gets really up in arms about a lot of this stuff. But I think most people they just want a release date and a price and they want to know when they can play Call of Duty and Halo and 
yep. kill zone. And there, are, like there are a lot of mainstream people that still have never heard of these systems. Like, I mean, we you're sure. totally right. We forget because we're on Twitter and message boards and in the office and everyone's complaining. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, it is nothing. It is, like, a drop in the bucket of the actual, like, millions and millions and millions of people that will eventually buy, yes, buy these. I mean, just – I was back in Jersey two weeks ago and just anecdotally I was – you know, people were asking me how work is going and stuff like that. You know, they all have – jobs like in the real world and they're not you know writing about video games and toys all day like we are but most of i was like so which you know which console are you most excited about this fall and 95 out of 100 of were like the xbox one and i was like why and they're like well because it's got all my call of duty friends on it yep. like yeah. that's just gonna it's it's the call of duty buddy box we yep. called it and i think sony still has a lot of work to do in convincing people that you can play online games on the PS4. They, I think people still don't know that that's a thing you can do, and they just want their friends forever to be with them, and I don't think they really care about the Kinect or if it's spying on you or the DRM or if their friends can... Nobody cares about any of that shit. They just want to know that it feels like something they've had before. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the upgrade, right? I mean, right. you're upgrading the experience you already have, and you're taking all those people with you. Exactly. That's always been their Trojan horse in this race is the fact that, well, are you really going to cut and run on your clan and all these people you play with every yep. night? Yeah, and I mean, it, I don't think that these consoles are revolutionary. I don't think they're fundamentally different than the things that came before them, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's kind of more the same. So that's people are just kind of sticking with you know the flavor of ice cream they like to eat. Mm. Yep, Rocky Road, coffee, cookies and cream. Coffee. I don't even like Rocky. Rocky Road's the one with the marshmallows in it. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> when was the last time anybody bought that? I don't know. I don't know. Jennings eight two four writes into Beyond at IGN dot com just like you can. He says I've easily spent one hundred hours playing Hotline Miami trying to get the platinum. Wow. The one trophy that I need is to kill ninety nine dogs. I've probably killed about five hundred at this point, and the trophy will not pop even after the update that was supposed to fix this issue. Have you guys ever put countless hours into a game for the platinum only to have it blocked or glitched in some way? Love the show, Michael Jennings. Goldfarb, uh, you, this uh, happened to you. Uh, yeah, I put so, so many dozens of hours in the Plants vs. Zombies on Vita, uh, and I had this really weird unlock error for Enlightened, which is like the longest, most time-consuming trophy in the game, um, which is every single plant in the Zen Garden, and I got it, and in the game, if you boot up the game, look at the list of trophies, it says it has been unlocked, but if I look on PSN, the trophy itself never popped. Mm. So it's like every time they update that app, I'm hoping they put something in where like it'll it'll check for your trophies that as it boots sucks. up or something. Yeah. yeah, and there's like nothing you can do to fix it. Like I can completely delete my save and start 100% over, but obviously I'm not going to put in like 100 hours worth of Zen Garden. And even if you again. do that, it's only at the off chance that it'll work. Yeah. Which it might not. Yeah, I mean, Hotline Miami, a lot of people are having that problem. It was super glitched with a bunch of the trophies. I, I think there is another patch coming to fix mm. that. But it, it does suck. Like, if you if you are someone who puts all that time into trophies that I know, like, you make fun of all the time for being meaningless and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you put that much time in and then don't even get that trophy, that sucks. Sure. See, now, that was the thing for me. is I was When I was reviewing Dead Island 2 Riptide, I was one of the few people playing it on PS3 by choice. <laughs> so I was totally, I was going to be the first person to platinum it. And I played nonstop for, like, you know, the whole week and then into the weekend. Long after, I was like, I've already, I think I wrote the review, but I was still like, Mike Mitchell, you're doing this with me and we're doing it all. And it finally came down to just the collectibles. And I was making notes on, like, pieces of paper. And I thought I had this one and I'd go there and it wasn't there. And I thought I'd already picked it up, but it wasn't showing. I was like, oh, that's weird. So I went to GameStop because the guide came out before the the game did i bought the uh guide i went home and then i went through meticulously clicking things off with a sharpie and it turned out that yeah the game glitched out that i collected a audio recording but it didn't record that or whatever wow so i haven't gone back since that this is pre you know pre-release or whatever and now into release and i haven't gone back to actually check if i can do it again but when i finally just like mike was there like sitting next to me when i was just like 
all right, like this is where it's supposed to be. I'm looking at the guide. Like this is how it's supposed to all break down, and it's not there. And I went to every location the guide said. They had an interactive map they eventually published online. I was looking, and I'm like, it's not there. And he's like, that sucks, man. And I was like, honestly, it doesn't. Like I loved playing this game, right? And like this thing glitched out at the very end. Now, if, it, if I had spent 30 hours looking for that one collectible, maybe sure. I'd be really upset. But it was like I'd still been getting trophies throughout that part. But now well, I, like, I just have these like this like scarlet A bronze that I can't get. <laughs> That's what it comes down to is that like the games that I attempt to platinum now are games I am enjoying. Like yeah. I mean, I, like getting that Guacamelee platinum was hard. Like yeah, I was trying for Hotline Miami too, but I eventually gave up. But it's like yeah, for sure. Like if you if you like the game enough that putting those dozens of hours into it is worth it and you're having fun, then yeah, if you if you get the little meaningless digital trophy, See, I, or not, I, I, I love matter. I love that aspect of it. It's when I hear about people playing games that they don't like just for trophies, then right. I don't get it. But if you're playing a game for trophies and it's you finish the game and it invites you to go back and play it differently or explore areas that you hadn't gone to before or do something differently, play you know instead of constantly attacking, you're always defensive and you get a trophy or something like that, and you're playing the game every different way than the developer could possibly have offered you to do it i think that's wonderful i yeah. think that if you're wasting your whole life playing something that you don't like just to get a trophy then you're. but what you're if doing... you like trophies boom <sighs> but i mean that, that's, people, people always laugh about i don't people get kinda, that though people like, roll their eyes when i say this but there's good design in games right obviously but there's good trophy design as well like i mean like there are there are shitty trophies that are like yeah, like we talked about this The Last of Us. It could have just been like shiv 100 clickers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. instead, they actually made them meaningful and made you have to play through the game multiple times and have to really try for it. And it becomes a strategic thing. Like, I love 1999 mode in Bioshock Infinite. I love survivor difficulty in The mm-hmm. Last of Us. I like something that makes you go back through the game with a new challenge, a new perspective. And that is kind of elite that does make you have to work for it. I mean, would you play those things if trophies didn't exist, though? Yeah. I mean, I, that's Lots of what times, I used no, to. That's, that's no. playing, yeah. playing hard mode on SNES games or anything. Sure, I mean, and I did that stuff that. all the time. Yeah. It was, it was just because there was the thrill of being able to say, it, exactly. I beat this. It comes back to the exact same thing. If you enjoy the game enough, if you really like the game, you're going to do it. If it's some bullshit license title that you don't like, you're probably not going to play through it in a hard mode. Sure. I, I usually, you know, play most games, uh, even if they're just okay. Like, um, I played PlayStation All Stars and I got the platinum in that. But it was grueling. Oh, and it was yeah. awful. The stories doing over, over and over, over, and over thing, yeah. like, It just took forever. And there was no cross save. So it's like I did it on Vita and then I got like halfway through on PS3. I was like, I can't Same do thing. this again. Yeah, Same I did thing, it on, yeah. I did platinum on PS3 and then I got I have like 53% on Vita. I'm like, I just can't do this again. Yeah. yeah totally. Same boat I'm in. You talked about Bioshock there. Uh-oh. For yeah. once, for a change. Yeah. Micah writes in to beyond.ign.com and he says, having just finished Bioshock Infinite after... Mostly avoiding spoilers. I remember Ken Levine saying on Up at Noon that an employee quit because he found a part of the game offensive to his religion. As a Christian myself, the only part I found at all offensive was the near baptism scene toward the end when the minister references, quote, the blood of the lamb and Jesus, both of which clearly put Christianity. What are your thoughts on the story's exploration of religious themes? Did you or anyone you know find it offensive? If so, why? Thanks, Micah. I didn't find it offensive at all. I mean, I think there was a – I think it's on Kotaku. They published a letter from a guy who tried to get a refund for the game because of this. Really? Um, because yeah. he was so religious that he uh, was offended by what happened in it. And, like, for me, it's did like – give it to what him? About, uh, I don't honestly remember. I think they you did. Don't, I don't think you deserve the refund for that. But here's no. my thing. Like, you are also murdering dozens and dozens of people in that game. And if, like, the baptism is what upsets you, it's just such a weird, narrow thing to focus on to me. Like, yeah, like – I can as someone who is not religious at all, I am not offended at all, and and I don't want to say you know it's not offensive because if you're offended by something, that's your right to be offended yeah, yeah. by that thing. But 
for me, it's just funny that people focused on the uh, – it is the baptism. That is the thing that Ken gotcha. Levine was referring to. That is the thing that a lot of people uh, hearken back to. And it's so weird to me, like, that, that they are ignoring the murder. And, right. Like, if, you're, if you buy a first-person shooter and you're super religious, hey, you're probably going to get What about the, the ungodly on. pan-dimensional time travel? And there's, like, <laughs> so much magical powers. Like, there's a lot there that doesn't really – ring under the umbrella of- I mean, that's what's weird like i guess that's the point right i mean yeah. we already you're talking about the time travel whatever we already mm-hmm. know about elizabeth opening tears right even yeah. if you haven't played the game there's no spoilers here you've seen trailers where she's opening tears yeah. and there's star wars stuff or whatever like <laughs> the fact that you, since that doesn't happen in real life right you yeah have no basis for that personally you can look past all that and it's just fantasy but when it brings in something that is very personal to you that's when people get uppity i guess yeah, yeah. I, I i mean i don't know I, i'm not a religious person but i think that if you can play something and just admire it for its story i mean i don't think that there was anything in bioshock infinite especially that game that was you know directly offensive to any particular religion i think that they took liberties with their own religions in that game and that you know that's confounding and interesting in its own ways but i don't think it was just like catholicism is shit oh sure yeah because that is like the point of that game is that like to these people to the people in Columbia, they've almost established their own religion worshipping the city of Columbia itself. Like, the mm-hmm. idea is that Comstock is their prophet, is their leader of this religion. And, like, that's why you see, like, everything. They, they look down on anything that differs from, like, the kind of so cohesive, there, scary Columbia. There, there are, like, Christian game review sites that are, like, the IGN of Christian game reviews. Right. And if you go and read them, they're fascinating how they sort of pick and choose what um, is offensive and what isn't. Like, you know, I, I think I read one that was, like, a review of Doom. And it was just like, oh, this is really bad because this, this, and this. But it's also like you're banishing demons in hell in that game. So maybe you're doing good for God. I'm not sure. I don't, you know, I don't really adhere to any of that stuff. But um, they're just video games, honestly. Like they're stories. Like I, I don't think there was anything that was so overtly negative or critical of, of any particular religion that you would have to take offense to it. Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't like the just video games argument because I think the point of what makes something like that special is, and what makes a rational approach to the game special is that they're trying to elevate it above that. That, like, whether you think it worked or not. That okay, the well, if they elevate it enough and, and it becomes the best narrative in the world, then it's just a movie. Well, no, what I was going to say, though, book. exactly. Like, it's, not, it's not like a rational didn't burn down a church in real life. No, exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. That, like, the, the point is, like, there are controversial books, there are controversial films, and, like, it's not that it's just a video game. It's that, like, it is art and that any medium, like, is capable of offending people. And that, like, to some degree, the fact that it can get under your skin like that probably means they accomplish something, you know? I think it's one of those – Sure. It's one of those things, right, of us maturing, of you know, the industry maturing, right? Mm-hmm. That people go to movies and trailers give it away pretty quick if you're going to burn down a church or if something crazy is going to happen and that's what's going to – you know, what the theme of it is or what their takes on religion is going to be. So I think people maybe know at the door, oh, I don't want to go into that. That doesn't look like my kind of thing. Whereas, you know, now that video games are tackling more and more serious subject matter, now we're getting to this point where you're playing, you're playing, you're playing. You're like, wait, what am I doing? Like you're, what you're saying, right? It's a first-person shooter. You're beating pe- – you're using your skyhook on their face. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. that, It's when they start talking about baptism that people get yeah. – whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Especially because you're not passive in it, right? If you're watching a movie and somebody burns down a church, that per- character does that. But when yeah. you're in a game and you have no choice over the matter as far as what's happening. It. Sure, yeah. sure. I can see that. Sure. Kind of like no, that's a, a really good point. Yeah, it's like a big pick and choose situation for most games, which goes along with what people think about the Bible too. Like people pick and choose what they think is offensive in the Bible, which the Bible is pretty offensive. So just mm-hmm. <laughs> it just goes you along. Sacrifice with that. your children. You'll be yeah. Dead. yeah. <laughs> All right, I have to go to a games complaining meeting. Bye. Blame Keza. I do blame Keza. Bye, Goldberg. Bye, Goldberg. Bye. But yeah, I mean, I went to you know. 
Catholic school. I'm a confirmed Christian. Everything about it wasn't offended. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, five so Catholic school. Confirmed I didn't Christians. go to Catholic school, but I am a confirmed Christian. What's your, what's everybody's confirmation name? I think mine was Joseph. Joan. Timothy. Actually, no. Joseph's my middle name. I totally forgot mine. <laughs> I don't remember. I did it for the money. I tried to do. I tried to pass uh, Saint Clark, so I could be named after Clark Kent. Got it. No oh, Saint Clark. Really? Oh, There's no Saint. Clark. Then I tried to Saint Bruce. No Saint Bruce. Then I went a few more, and I finally got down to Timothy for Tim Drake. Yeah. I tried to do that with um, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> is there a Saint Old? No. No, there is not a I'm sure saint there's a Saint old. Dirty in there. Somewhere. There is. There's a Saint Dirty. Mm-hmm. He was great. Ryan writes into beyond.ign.com. Not beyond. Ryan Clements Beyond. He says Beyond. Uh, I am one of the many 30-somethings that grew up, quote, from the beginning, Atari slash Nintendo, and I'm starting to feel that my peak gaming experience plateaued in the late 90s slash early 2000s. I don't have as much fun. I rarely finish games because I get bored or know that I could beat it easily. Lately, I've been turning more and more to indie games, especially retro-inspired ones, even though... I like them more than the usual AAA titles. I still feel like I am getting let down. I'm asking for your advice on my situation because I know you guys are huge retro gamers who play modern games for a living. We all grew up yeah. in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Katie, who looks like she's 12. I, yeah, I'm, I'm like three years old. So. See, <laughs> we're, we're in a weird time now because it's, it's the industry is more expansive than ever, right? And there's you can be like, I'm a gamer, and you can play 100 things I've never played in my entire life. Right. Like, I know people who are gamers that play games that I've never even heard of or I've never even touched, people who only play League of Legends and I haven't played it once. Then there's this sort of like guilt that you should play every major blockbuster game that comes out, and I don't think you need to. No, I'm, not at all. I think you can get by just playing plants for zombies and thomas was alone and you know stuff like you know little games that people aren't you know spending billions of dollars on every year like i don't i don't normally play the call of duty games every year i don't feel like i'm missing out on a ton of stuff i think i know what's happening there yeah what's interesting is i mean he's talking about the fact that he still plays indie games especially the retro ones but then he still feels like he's being let down or whatever it sounds like he's he's wrestling with the implication you are right I guess I have to be excited for Assassin's Creed. I guess I have to be excited yeah, for GTA. If you, those games you, don't excite you, screw them. Whatever. Yeah, you absolutely don't. I mean, it, it's if you're still playing games that you enjoy, then you're still a gamer. That's the whole point like, of it, right? It, yeah, right. It's. I mean, we get caught up and call it this industry, and everybody's all wrapped up, and everybody feels like they have to know everything yeah. in the minute, thanks to Twitter. But really, you go home, and it's just a distraction, right, from whatever you want. Yeah, and it's just it's just you and your preferences. Like, I do, would you go eat the McRib because there's commercials for it everywhere, or would you yes. go home and cook something? If you're Gary Whitty, Maybe you yeah. would. <laughs> Maybe you would. I mean, some people some people need that, and some people want the the big experiences that everyone's experiencing, and other people just want to go home and play Thomas Was Alone. Yeah. And they're like, this was great. That was a fun game. That's all I needed to call myself a gamer this year. Yeah. You know? I haven't played Thomas is Alone. You should get on it. Yeah. I think it was, they had a sale through already through PlayStation oh, yeah. Plus. So you I, fucked up. I had to play that in Hotline Miami. I haven't started. Mm. God, I like Hotline. Yeah, it's Love so Hotline good. Miami. It's, it's so, so good. Fun. Final question comes from Jacob. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Jacob says, question. Does beating a game actually matter, or is it more about experience the game and to what point? Here's a short list of games I've played, but probably will never get around to beat because of length and or difficulty. It scars me to this day. Borderlands, Demon's Souls, Catherine, Grand Theft Autos, Three Vice, uh, San Andreas, Four, uh, Zelda: Ocarina of Time, Metroid Prime. I have beaten The Last of Us after taking a personal day off from work. It was totally worth it. Peace, Jacob. Again, yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it matters. If no. you're if you enjoy your time with a game, go ahead. That's all that matters. The the Final Fantasy series is one of my favorite series of all time, yeah. besides Uncharted, of course. Um, but I never beat seven or eight or nine. I beat ten, but uh-huh. it was just. 
seven or eight um it's a huge time commitment especially because i want to get everything and i want to complete it i know how they end so it's not like it's not that big of a deal because they've been out for a thousand years but i don't know it doesn't matter you just play a game and you enjoy it you don't have to beat it just yeah i mean i this would be a totally different thing if like i was hiring this guy Right. Sure. Oh, like, yeah. We're not talking about for review or anything. We're talking yeah, about like just if, playing games. But for just fun. playing games. I mean, look at look at what people deem to be like. Go look at the top ten games of all time or the top one hundred, and look at what people sort of deem to be the must plays or the classics. And if any of those hover around your interests or likes, I mean, Metroid Prime is great. If you never played it and you like those kind of games, first person, awesome, awesome <laughs> platforming action adventure stealth, curl into a ball, go up a pipe. Yeah. Um, if you like those kind of things, then play it. Sure. If you've never played Ocarina of Time before, play it on 3DS. It's you know, it's interesting. So. I mean, the ones he's pointing out, right, are um, with the exception. Of me, well, I, I, a lot of his examples here are it's the gameplay that speaks. I never beat the original Borderlands either, but yeah. I played enough of the original Borderlands to be like, this is awesome. Yeah, now, Borderlands Two, I beat, but it wasn't like it kind of just happened, right? I was leveling up and taking missions and doing it. I'm already talking about how I was like, what I said, 30 hours into Skyrim, like. Yep. I haven't – I'm nowhere close to beating that. I'm never going to beat that game. I started that game and ran off immediately just to go do quests and do mm-hmm. whatever. And it's the same thing with, like, Dragon's Crown. I don't even know what the story is in Dragon's Crown, but I love playing it. I love having fun and doing the story and the, the quests. I think there's differences there. Ocarina of Time, I'd say, beat. And I think that's a really well story. That's worth beating, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I think there's – yeah. I don't, as long as you're having fun, you just enjoy your time. That's all. Yeah, that's the most important don't, thing. You don't have to beat Demon's Souls. You don't have to. Again, it's all about gameplay, right? Mm-hmm. Learning how unforgiving it is and that Jim Riley's crazy. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Podcast Beyond. Episode 305. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, the podcast is well and good. Rate us on iTunes. Download it every Tuesday. But it's IGN that keeps the mics on. Please go to IGN.com. Watch videos, read articles, and leave comments. Just have fun with the community. Then follow everybody on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. Nailed it. Fuck yes. <laughs> no go. one's in the room. It must he be, wasn't even here to see it. It's stage fright. It must be stage fright. <laughs> Agent Bizzle is Brian Altano. And Katie the Designer. I have no idea what your Twitter handle is. Uh, DJKFM. There it is. It, in KF. Numerals? Uh what? It's not. It's not K A Y. Oh no! It's D is spelled out, J is spelled out, and then K F M. See, I knew there was something spelled out there. Yeah. All right. It's cool, you know. It's something. Uh, <laughs> remember, we want you to be part of the show. Beyond the IGN.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Also, we have a segment called Ryan's Wrap Up, where we end each episode of the show with a song. You submit them by going to Beyond at IGN.com with the song. You send me the MP3. No viruses, please. Uh, today's comes from the Shields Brothers. These guys are on YouTube. They do crazy-ass music videos and parodies and whatnots. This one is Blurred Lines, uh, the Alan Thicke song. Or, or not Alan Thicke. Robin Thicke. Thicke. Ro- Thicke. Thicke. I like Thicke. Alan Thicke. Come on. It's his son. I, all means. right, that counts. They look alike. <laughs> Wait, is it his son? That's really his son. Wait, what? I'm I did not serious. know that. Yeah, Robin Thicke really? is Alan Thicke's son. So that was the most – that's the original thing that drew me to him. Hey, there's this crazy video and there's naked girls in it. All right, cool. It's Alan Thicke's son. What the <laughs> fuck? What? Really? He looks old, though. Alan, well, Alan Thicke is old. old. Alan <laughs> Thicke is at least 97. Anyways, this is uh, a Blurred Lines parody, but it's Mario. It's Mario and Bowser and Princess Peach oh, and all that cute. stuff. It's, it's really well done. Uh, you should go find them on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Shields Brothers Band. You go there, listen to all their parodies. And until next time, be on. Beyond. Beyond. Here we go. Every gonna get up.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.